I mean, I'm literally a 56 year old man living with his parents. I, I would, with no See, job prospects because I can't right get now, them because of help my parents. I got nothing, so I'm I'm literally beyond giving a shit what anybody else thinks. This is okay. This is a really interesting point you're bringing up right now because you seem to be with everything you just said right there. You seem to be the ideal Kid Rock fan. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. The Literate Apecast uses bad words. If you don't like bad words, maybe you listen to it. <laughs> Um, I need you to tell me that you have watched the Kid Rock video that I sent you the other day. I did. Uh, Kid Rock's newest song, Never Quit. I, so, g- getting ready for the show tonight, you know, I pull it up again. Because, spoiler, it's in one of my six things. Um, but I, and I... It, I watch it again. I didn't want to, but I see, was, you seem was, to be having a real. I, I, I didn't have. I mean, you're really having a visceral just, reaction to this. I did not. I just went. That's ah, fucking Kid Rock. There's so many things to unpack, though. First of all, let's start like the simple stuff. One, I think that introduction is to another song. Like it's another song's riff. So I don't know. Is he sampling or is he? I, I need to dig deeper into that. But that's another thing. Um, I'm not a Kid Rock fan. I don't know if that's what he always does. So. Yeah, I, 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 same. I guess. I mean, that, I, I don't think I've. Thing. I don't know. Honestly, if I if I ever heard a Kid Rock song other than this video, it was by accident, and I didn't know it was Kid Rock. Right. I mean, I, I literally don't have a clue sure. what he does. I I sent this to Katie, and I was trying to talk to her about it. And she's like, "Look, man, I have a special place in my heart for Kid Rock because when she was a teenager, you know, Kid Rock was uh, cool. I don't knew. I he was newer. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So." Yeah, you know, okay. Yeah, sure. There was you know, a time when Vanilla Ice was cool. Yeah, sure. Not. Not. Well, it was. It was 1991 and no, it was a glorious no time. No one, no one was, no. Yes, Sorry. this kid. It, this kid right here. Okay. Well, like I said, you are yeah. not the arbiter of cool, and you never were. Uh, I tried. You I tried, tried, but that's why you were not the arbiter of cool. When you try to be cool, you fail. Well, yeah. I know. Um, so. So now I'm not cool at all, which is what makes me cool. <laughs> like I fucking care. I so mu- I care. I care so much. See, that's that is the big problem. That's why you're not cool. It's because you really care about being yeah. cool. I don't anymore. I don't. That's think why. I have that's since, why. Like, that's why school. you're you're Daniel Son in Cobra Kai, and I'm Johnny Lawrence. Because I really don't give a shit. Um, I'll do my best, but uh, I, I I really I still this thing breasts Ooh. breasts are scary. Titties titties are fun. So that's just breasts it. are scary. Yeah, and titties are fun. They're they're fun bags, and I'm just you know, I, I'm re- you know I've just reverted. I'm like okay, I'm just gonna go, I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna you know who do I have to impress? Well, okay. I, my life is you know I mean I'm literally a 56 year old man living with his parents. I I with no See, job prospects because I can't right get now, because of help my parents. I got nothing, so I'm I'm literally beyond giving a shit what anybody else thinks. This is, okay, this is a really interesting point you're bringing up right now because you seem to be, with everything you just said right there, you seem to be the ideal Kid Rock fan because 
Okay, that's you the, have, uh, I you guess are, that's You fair. are in fucking Bible Belt, Middle America with no prospects. Your future yeah. looks like shit, so you got to find somebody to blame. You haven't gotten there yet, but you're probably working on what No, I, the thing is, I don't have, <laughs> I don't have anybody to blame, no, and I, know, I don't I blame anybody. So but The yeah. other thing is that you don't give a shit. Chris Rock's whole thing is that he doesn't give a fuck, and he mentions it so pretty early in this song. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. So the other thing with this is when, he set, when he's on camera, he's in like this black box, and it looks like the cheapest, like a, a 2002 student film you know MTV night it's not a good video no but it takes these ridiculous like I what is the song about is it like a patriotism song like is it about because he's talking about like Instagram sluts and or social media sluts like he's shitting on liberal social media is what it feels like and they're like these people loading guns and then it just turns into this weird they're all helping clean up a convenience store that is owned by the only black man in town. <coughs> but, like, you think that they're going to kill this guy? Like, that they're loading up their guns to get the black guy or something. But they load up these guns, they make this whole thing, and then they do nothing with it. So, like, what is his message? Because I know he's making one here, trying See, to make a... here's... A, I, I, I gotta... I just, I, like, what the I, fuck is going on? Here's here's the thing: is it's sort of like this. I'll tell you exactly what this feels like to me. Is if I called you up and said, "David, did you see, did you see the latest uh, Geico commercial? What did it mean? What did it mean? It's a fucking commercial. It doesn't mean a goddamn thing. Who cares but what Geico it means? Is a it's, commercial it's for kid- insurance? I don't understand what Kid Rock is making a commercial for. Well, that didn't look it up. It's, that's what the internet's for. There's a million TikTok accounts that'll tell you exactly what he's trying to say because they'll have an opinion on it. Maybe I don't. That, I don't really care enough about Kid people, Rock that I don't care. Maybe I'm sorry. That even I, people who are loading their guns at their kitchen table, like just on a Saturday afternoon, will stop to help out a neighborhood convenience store. Maybe okay, that's it. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe what that's he's the message. All right, and that's you know. Maybe he's that's what he's trying fights, to say. Like he's gonna. He's not gonna run like a bitch, and he's gonna. He's gonna shoot things or people with the guns that he has in his video. And he's, do you? I'm curious. I, do you listen to the lyrics? Do you listen to the lyrics of Kanye West stuff? I used to. And do you listen listen to lyrics of? I mean, just like lyrics. Yeah. Anything. Anything written. Anything. Anything written past 1995. You actually listen to the lyrics. Yeah. Okay, because see, about 1995 is when I stopped listening to the lyrics and giving two shits about what oh, they were trying to say. Dude, my last Once three in a while were because I was looking up lyrics on my phone to Ariana Grande songs. Yeah. Okay, I mean, I, so I, there you I, go. I killed yeah. a family of three by doing that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, I'm well, okay. all about see, the lyrics. See, yeah, I've, I've not been that into lyrics. I, I spend way more time kvetching um, about my, 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 my vaunted Marvel and how Phase 4... Oh, suck sucks dude. balls, sucks mm-hmm. balls. Now I sent this out as a topic, oh. and and you 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 dismissed it outright. What would you, I can't even remember what you said. What did what, I say? What, what you, <laughs> I can't even remember what you said. But it was just sort of like you're like, oh, this is going to be the shortest episode ever because it's fucking stupid. Um, 
It's because it's oh. dipping into the lesser known heroes and expanding its amount of shows and movies, making room for less talented people to shit out their woke fantasies because them's the kind of superheroes and saving we need now. And I went, that's not it, but I appreciate your, uh, I appreciate your, your participation. Um, that is not my theory. Well, I have a theory. I have a theory. Well, I first, I, as, first of all, I don't, I don't want to say that uh, on its own. Wait, let's back up. Phase four compared to the first three phases yeah, is, it's, is a it's, steaming it's, pile of shit. Yeah, in, it really in is. It, it, it really on is. On its own, on its own, not every sum of its part is... Wait, no. The parts... Fuck, how does that go? <laughs> the, parts like, the parts don't of, suck individually. Yeah, like Loki, I disagree. WandaVision, I think are great. Great shows. Yeah. I think both of those are great. Falcon of the Winter Soldier was fun and nice. Like it felt good because it was a buddy, a budding buddy comedy. You know, like their yeah, friendship yeah, finally yeah. came into bloom. I'm with you. So I dug that. Um, I mean, there was a lot of shit wrong with it, but it was it was fun. You know, I I but love in terms Bucky of the nuke. The thing is, Falcon. WandaVision, but, Loki, and Falcon and Winter Soldier are carryovers with right. heroes from yes. Phase One, Two, and Three. Mm-hmm. Here's my theory. Um, all the, uh, with the exception of uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home, Spider-Man, which yep. was great. which is just the ultimate fan service movie, and was but it I was loved still, it. But it was still a great movie. But on it was its still own. it was still a great I, movie. Yeah. And sh- the and Shang Chi imp- empowered yeah. the plot. Empowered the plot. Yeah, it drove the plot. Um, but uh, and Shang Chi, which I liked very very much. Yeah, Shang Chi was good. He's the only new character that I give a shit about. Yeah. All the rest of these characters are coming, and this is, and, and I can actually go back to phase three, and I can see, I understand the whole, oh, it's woke fantasies. I don't think that's what's going on. I think that's the intent on some level, but I don't think that's where they're missing the mark. Um, where I think they're missing the mark is these characters that they're, that they're showing now don't have a code that is heroic, and what I mean by that is, take a look at the, 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 the two pillars of phase one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. The two pillars really were uh, Captain America, you know, Steve Rogers, yep. and, and Iron Man, Tony Stark. Yep. Very different yin and yang. You, know, you, had, you had Steve Rogers, who his code was sacrifice play. He would sacrifice himself for the better of others. He wanted to, and he was very patriotic, he was very America. And so, you know, yep. that created, because he had that code, whenever he found something in the storylines that that contradicted that code or created a dissonance, challenged that it, made yeah. his character, yeah, that made his character interesting. Tony Stark, on the other hand, was a playboy genius who decided, wow, um, I don't want to be a negative force in the world. And learned through, you know, at the end of the day, learned to make the sacrifice play. Okay, so there's a code. So what's, in your opinion, what's uh, Captain Marvel's code? Brie Larson, yeah. What, uh, what's Carol Danvers' code? Yeah. Um, thinking get, about the movie. Yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, get up again? No. Her code is, you marginalize me because I'm a woman and I'll fucking show you. That's her code. Mm, right. That's her code, and that's not a right. heroic code. Okay, so take a look at. Yeah. Let's take a look at uh, uh, as an example, Miss Marvel. You know, and I don't want to just pick on the the female characters, but that seems to be the the case. Miss Marvel. Why did she want to be a superhero? What was her motivation to be a superhero? She wanted to be like Captain Marvel. She wanted to be famous. 
She yeah. didn't want to save people. She didn't want to save the world. She right. wanted to be an influencer. That is also not a great code. What is Jess or Jennifer uh, Walters, uh, the She-Hulk? Well, hang on. Going what is her Marvel, code? I don't think Ms. Marvel wanted to be... I have to watch it again, I guess, but wanted to be f- famous. She wanted to be special like... Like okay, Marvel. and that, and quite frankly, that that's maybe that was code. saving the world. Maybe that it's was... a selfish. No, that's not saving the world. It's be like have superpowers. I mean, that is that is that is and that's do a well weak with them. code. I think we have to go back to the show, but I think there was that, more. To yeah. that. I because I thought yeah, Ms. Marvel was well, it be, was pretty it, good. I it, thought it was a pretty good character. Yeah, and no, I mean, I, I, I think the show was. Good. I don't, the thing is, I don't have a problem with the character. I have a problem with the way they're 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 putting out the code. You look at uh, She Hulk. I don't think Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel's code. What is, is her code? Off, but I think it's She-Hulk. I think it's weak. I think it's weak. What's her code? Her code is I now have superpowers that are stronger, but really what I want to do is date and have a job. Okay, all of these things well, are a far cry from with great power comes great responsibility. All of these things are a far cry from an actual hero's code. These are selfish people who don't want to have superpowers, and when they get superpowers, because they're selfish people, do selfish things with them. And that's why I think Marvel Phase 4 is sucking balls, is that we don't have anybody to stand in. I mean, when we're going to... Because eventually we're going to go for a big Ultra Avengers thing. Mm-hmm. There's nobody to stand in for, and I don't care if it's male, female, black, white. I don't care. There's no one to stand in for Steve Rogers and Tony Stark. There's no heroes there's no among leadership. them. There's no leadership. Yeah, there's no yeah. hero. There's no backbone. I mean, I think uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, and I know you enjoyed it. Uh, I've thought about it. And the more I've thought about it, it makes me sad. Well, Because <laughs> in an effort to create this, you've got a character who we watched be sort of a vapid daddy's boy kind of you know arrogant that kind of thing in the first and then his mom dies then his dad dies and his sister tries to kill him and his hammer's destroyed and you know all this stuff happens and then his entire fucking planet is destroyed and he gets fat because he's so miserable because he fucked up killing thanos and now he's got all this grief and all this to the point where he actually says i have to go find myself and so with thor love and thunder what he did is he found that he was stupid, that he basically was the butt of jokes to prop up the female characters. And let's look at Jane. Jane's only reason she wants to be a superhero is so that she doesn't die from cancer and can have a really cool catchphrase. Also, a really shitty code. Yeah. (laughs) I've thought about this. Like you thought about Kid Rock... I, I thought about no, that. and I think that's fine because I I think that you're. I don't think you're wrong. I think that um, Ms. Mar. I'm going to take Ms. Marvel and Jane Foster out of it because I don't think that they're as bad. I, Thor: Love and Thunder. Really quickly on that, like I I've watched it again and I've thought about it more. And I can't watch it again. I don't think it's as bad as you do, but it's a. It's not a great movie, and the one thing, that is like. And there's a lot of little things wrong with it. You know, they, it's a lot of straws to break this camel's back. But the one thing that even when I first saw it, I was like, what in the fuck is going on? It's not the Van Damme split. That was, to me, that was like a core no, that was funny. story. You know, like... No, that was funny. Story, that was whatever. funny. Yeah. But it's the... When they're in New Asgard and there's the ice cream shop. Uh, what is it called? Um, Infinity Cones. 
Yeah, yeah. And, the and now the, so, the guy that the guy that killed half the fucking universe is now so a joke. That's a joke. Like we're, I mean, like okay, I'm down with that, but I feel like that's not, especially because how it haunted Thor, so badly. Exactly. Exactly. I that mean, was there's a just thing no that depth. Broke Thor. That was a moment that broke there's Thor. No that depth. broke the, the 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 like what. So that's that's the Thor thing. You you know what that movie reminded me of? Did you ever see Did you ever see uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, the no. latest one? No. Okay, it was fun, but it was it was interminably stupid. And sure. the reason it was fun and stupid is this movie was sort of like a bunch of fucking idiots got in a room and said, "Hey, dude." Here, give me the weed. Wouldn't it be cool <laughs> if King Kong got like a great big hammer, like an axe or something, like Thor? Yeah, let's give King Kong a Thor axe. And then boom, and it just, it wouldn't be cool if there was a whole world underneath the crust of the earth that Kong could live in because like all giant creatures. That'd be cool too. I feel like... <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder was literally a bunch of fucking assholes who had absolutely zero interest in Marvel, zero interest in the canon, zero interest in the characters, and said, hey, wouldn't be fucking funny if we just gave Thor, if Thor walked around half the time with a boner? No, let's not do that, but let's have screaming fucking goats. Those screaming goats well, are as good as a boner. Yeah, I mean, It's just stupid. It's, it's just, just a stupid movie. There was a lot movie. of criticism before I saw the movie about Waikita. Waiki Tatita, shit, I can never say his name. Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti. Um, about how he's like, he's like beating the jokes to death now. And That's I, just the most painful thing twice, I've I'm ever like, seen. Yeah, it's it's rough. But the thing is, so we can also talk about um, in the shit of Marvel Phase Four, um, uh, Night Moon, Moon Knight, Moon Knight, Moon Knight. The thing is, I liked Moon Knight until until it. Until all of a sudden it was uh, a kaiju uh, fight. Everything was cool until it became yeah. a fucking kaiju fight, and then I was like, "All right, you guys have pushed too hard. This is not Moon Knight." I, I, I mean, what I, I liked about Oscar Moon Knight, Isaac, I liked the storyline, I liked the mythology, but uh, yeah, I, I liked know, they, Moon Knight. They blew it at the end. They there wasn't the end. there wasn't the pull for me to watch it every week like there was with WandaVision or Loki because I was already invested in where the story was, where the story was going. But that's yep. fine. That's not Moon Knight's fault. That's my fault for not, I guess, being more open to new ideas. Or I just I don't care about no. Moon Knight as a character. I, I don't know. Whatever they're doing, they're doing it's, with Phase Four what DC's doing and has been yeah. doing wrong the whole time. Was what Marvel did so well was they started. I mean, well, the three I, I, I know big that. characters. We, we, it was like they, they you got you got serious time with each character. We all know this. Really got we crazy. all know that this was the and, thing. None and, of these characters have had any time, and they're just jumped into their bullshit well, quirkiness. And that's I don't care. fine too, because if they're like, take the time to build Moon Knight, take the time to build the other ones. But like Moon Knight, I don't know. I don't think it was inherently there was anything inherently bad about it. I don't think it was a bad show. It was just kind of like, eh. I I don't know. the The big one that I have a problem with is Ms. Mar like for years I've been saying Ms. Marvel was a gigantic piece of shit, and to say that. It's died down a little bit now, but in the beginning, in 2018, I think is when it came out, or 2019? Oh, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, yeah. Yeah. That it's just, it's poorly written, the acting is shit, the character is directed poorly, like, it's just a bad 
fucking movie. It's a bad movie. It's just yeah, a bad it's a bad movie. movie. And the, and and she she plays it without any emotion. Like she's there's ba- no she's... emotion in that character. Yeah. But they keep telling her that she needs to stop fighting with her emotions. She right. doesn't have any emotions. She's no, a they fucking say, sociopath. Like, Carol Carol has a great sense of humor or some shit. Like when we don't like show us yeah. what this is. This is a big yeah. issue that I have with with She Hulk is. Yeah, it's there are. I want it to be so no, much better than it is. It's She Hulk is not like I'm on board for the funny. I'm on board for the the, you know, the, the law sitcom. You know, the, the, whatever. Like I'm on board for we, all that shit. And I love this actor, the actor who plays. Oh, um, I Jennifer oh yeah, Walters. yeah. I think she yeah. is such a talented actor. She's phenomenal. Here's um, you know what it is. I remember when I first watched it. We talked about this. Uh, I thought it was like Ally McBeal. And what I realized after this latest episode, they're not aping Ally McBeal. This is She-Hulk as Sex in the City. It's the oh it, God, it, it's I, just it's so lame. It's, it's the stakes are so fucking low and so pointless. Her big bad, her big fight is because of a fucking giant influencer is stealing yeah. her name. That's the big fight. We went from Thanos no. to fucking trademark infringement are you fucking crazy so when that when that was revealed i kind of rolled my eyes but then i went okay hang on i get it like that's the world that we live in today those are the stakes of today i think that those are stupid stakes yeah but those are actual stakes that we yeah well those are stupid but those are not superhero stakes but they are today that's and I'm playing devil's advocate here, but I do believe well, like, they, that's. Here's the thing, Don, is that that's not we're not the audience. This is that is not the problem with She-Hulk. The problem with She-Hulk is that Jennifer Walters is selfish. has become an unlikable character that has no. We don't care about her stakes, whatever they may because be. Because she has no because code. She has. She she doesn't struggle. She's an asshole. We we don't root for her in any way other than to beat, like. Just the bitch bully who breaks into a courtroom and then crashes a wedding. Okay. Yeah, I don't need it. I you know I wanted it Jennifer to be so Walters much better. And it's, has not struggled. at least Miss Marvel. See her? At least Ms. Marvel was there were stakes. There were I stakes. didn't like the character, but there were stakes. I thought the character and, was great for. I mean, she was a teenage girl. Like what, you know, I can't relate to it anymore. But yeah, I but, could ever really relate to a teenage girl. But you know, I related to teenage girls plenty. Shut up. But. There's this. They've they've made the Jennifer yeah, okay, Walters. Matt it Gates. is a force fed. Yeah, what can, that guy? That guy apparently loves cocaine. I tell you that. Yeah, too. Which yeah. is a surprise. No. Yeah, what a shock! What a shock! I just yeah, it's just She Hulk is the the worst they can do, and to attack it now, or not even atta- it's not even attacking to criticize it in any way for no. its writing, for its directing, for its weird sh- shitty CGI. Like, why is the CGI so bad? Is it just a budget thing? You know, it no, looks really it, bad. It, well, here's the thing, and this is one of the things that I thought was pretty interesting is is if you look at the Hulk before he became Professor Hulk, mm-hmm. um, the only time the CGI's looked good when he's speaking like a person is in Ragnarok when he's just kind of grunting, but as soon as even in. Uh, and that's one of the things I had to go back and look at because I was critic I was criticizing her CGI. I went back and looked at Endgame or yeah, Endgame, and that scene with him and Ant Man where he's like dab yeah. and he's you know like that the CGI doesn't look right, and it's because the Hulk make that that look doesn't fit. They can't make it so that when he's speaking like a person that it works. 
And and the, you know and, and that was my experience. And so I don't think her CGI is all yeah, that bad. I just think like it looks off because it. she's. It just looks. Yeah, well, it's because know. they. That's because they're not making her a superhero. It's everything about this movie. I mean, again, there has been a Marvel character that is a lawyer that has stakes and a code and and real pathos and real villains, and that's Daredevil. And they know how to do this. And they just aren't doing it with this one. Well, but I think, again, I think it's not even so much about their code. I mean, I see your point to that. But they could take a stupid code and still write fleshed out characters that have challenges, that give us a reason to root for them, that have stakes that matter in that character's world that where the dialogue isn't force-fed, where the dialogue yeah. isn't well, if we, beating you over I'm the head sorry. about... Things that, I don't you know, watch the whole point of, of the visual uh, medium is to yeah, show, I, not tell. All they do yeah, is and tell. I don't, I don't want to watch superheroes who are not super or heroic. I don't want to watch because basically they're just they're just basically villains waiting to do a bad thing. Well, that's because the thing. all I mean, the villains are just powerful and selfish, and that's, that's exactly all they right. don't give a shit about. And that's but, what these characters are. They're powerful and selfish, Don, and that, that is be, not a great hero. But that could be a good She-Hulk. If we take Jennifer Walters in this iteration... And make her an asshole. Who she doesn't want to do anything with her superpowers, and she's... Then let's see that. Let's see that struggle where the world needs her, and she's resistant to do it. But when she becomes the only one, is she the one to make the sacrifice? It's kind of a Tony Stark-ish Well, and story. I would like to see that, so, because right now, all I'm seeing is is vapid, let's do a wedding. That's it's what just I'm saying. bullshit, and I can't, I can't do that's it. That's what I I'm saying. It. Is it's not so it, much it, about the code or the reason for doing things. It's about how that code and that motivation is being handled by shitty, lazy, uh, overhanded writing. It's bad writing. writing. It's yeah. bad writing. Yeah, I That's agree. It. I agree with you entirely. All right, I have one other thing I wanted to talk about before we get to Rorschach. Uh, here's the thing. I think this is interesting. Um, you know, my folks. I'm. 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 You know, with my my elderly folks, yeah. and uh, and uh, they are on a lot of medication. I mean. <laughs> It's a fucking pill. Is this kind of like, dude? A, last night we were on a lot of medication. Or is this no, like, guys? This, this, they're on a lot of medication. It's, it, it's a it's a fucking pill farm. Now, one of the things that was interesting <laughs> is because uh, one of the things in, in in order to be able to help care give for my father and help my mom out, I can't really get a full time gig. You know, in, yeah. in Wichita, even even an online full time gig, I've yeah. got to have enough time to be able to take him to dialysis, help her with. That, you know all the stuff she needs help with. So anyway, I had I decided I would substitute teach here in Wichita, and there's a, a bunch of hoops that you had to do. But one of the things I had to do is go get a physical and TB test. Yeah, shock! I do not have tuberculosis. I know. Oh, good. I, I, right now it sounds like I do, but no, I don't. Um, this is just a cold. Um, Wait, pause but, for a second. I'm sorry to interrupt, but we have to acknowledge. Oh, we do have to acknowledge that after I won my year. Bet and you paid me my hundred dollars. I did get COVID. Like uh, what? A September. week later? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was like a week later. It was like a week COVID. later because my my mom got COVID from a church lady. She gave it to my dad. He gave it to me. Wasn't well, that um, special? And the thing that kills me was I had it for like three days because I tested every day and then I suddenly didn't have it and yeah. uh, now I have this hangover cold that is just knocking the shit out of me. Anyway, so I go in and I do my physical and they give me my physical and. The woman comes in and she's like, all right, let's take a look. She says, okay, your blood pressure is a little bit high. And I said, like, like, holy shit high or just like a little bit high? She goes, just a little bit high. 
she said, uh, she said, have you gained like any weight recently? I said, yeah, last four months I gained about 15, 20 pounds. Yeah. I, I'm not going to get into the details, but yeah, I was under a lot of stress and I drank a lot and I gained about two bowling balls. And, uh, she goes, well, and her first, this is the thing it, and it did, it kind of spread me. Her first thing I was, well, we have medication for that. Ah. And I, and I went, yeah. For what, for I, what though? For a high blood pressure. Oh, and, oh. And okay. I, I thought yeah, weight loss and or I went, Yeah. 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 No, no. Blood, or sadness high blood, or whatever. No, <laughs> for, high, yeah. for high blood pressure, sure. she has medication. Sure. And then almost apologetically, and I really noted it was, she said, or, you know, um, you could, you know, you could exercise and, and, and improve your mm-hmm. diet. But we have medication for it. I said, no, I'm, I'm joined the Y. I'm going to lose the weight. I've already lost seven pounds. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on that. But it was really interesting that her first, her first, as a medical professional, the first thing she said was, here's a pill. So I went back and I looked into the Affordable Care Act. Because one of the things they have in the Affordable Care Act, and it's in the fine print, but you know me, I'm you like a love dog with the a bone. fine print. I'm a dog with a bone. And one of the things that's very interesting is they have a thing called uh, uh, it's it's the value. Oh, I can't remember now. I can't remember the specifics, but it's basically what they base um, whether or not a physician is successful mm. in order to to get. You know, the, the, it's 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 the value added. I can't remember the specifics now. I'm sorry, but really, the oh, valued outcome. That's what it is. It's valued outcome. The valued outcome for any interaction with a physician under the Affordable Health Care Act is not whether or not people are healthier after, but how much medication and for how long has been diagnosed and. Uh, you know, applied. How much medication have you done? And I went, that's the fucking craziest thing. There's no impetus to actually cure the problems. The impetus is to put more pills and, and well, and one of the things that I've also noticed, and it's driving me nuts is because I'm watching TV with my elderly parents and we watch the nightly news because they like to watch the nightly news. My dad can't fucking hear. So we have to crank it way loud. So it's like, (laughs) booming in our face but there's commercials and when and and when we watch the commercials every fucking commercial yeah. is a pharmaceutical it's do you have shingles do you have bad acne do you have an eyeball disease it, where it pops out all this shit and every single ad is the same ad which is Here's these pictures of people that are happy. And while they're, you're seeing these pictures of people happy, you have this voiceover saying of all the fucking shit that's going to happen to you when you take this fucking medication. The side effects, boom, boom, boom. But you see happy people dancing around with hemorrhoids and anal bleeding and death and suicidal thoughts. And it's like, you got to be kidding me. And so I'm, I'm, and I will wrap this up so I'll let you say what you got to say about it. But one of the things that's really bothering me is I've got, there is a there is there is a paradox because just as the pandemic hit and Pfizer and you know all these companies these pharmaceutical companies were, were empowered to save the world with vaccines while that was going on I was watching Michael Keaton yeah. in Dope Sick yep which is and and so I'm not going to get the next booster um, because I feel like it's 
number one, unnecessary. And number two, just more bottom line for the worst human beings alive. And I'm curious what you think about this. Yeah, um, the pharmaceutical industry is a complicated place. But I believe that you have two halves. You have different kind of doctors, too. But if we very simply, for the sake of argument, just divide them into two camps. You've got the ones who want to help and the ones who just kind of want to do a job to keep people long enough so they can keep getting paid. You know, no doctor. Yeah. I think I believe that most, no do, most doctors don't want to outright kill their patients. But do they want to outright heal them or just maintain them? Right, so maintain yeah. is one camp, heal is another. Well, My doctors doctor, are not taught to heal. Doctors are not taught to heal. If you look at, if you look at what Stanford Medical College teaches you, healing people is not even on the docket. It's not even on the docket. It's not about healing outcome. It's about, it's about medicating. That's what it's about. It's crazy. My doctor is, um, very averse to putting me on medication. Very averse to it. Um, Does he look like Wilfred Brimley or Michael J. Fox? No, and he and he's like runs the he's department totally Doc at Northwestern. Hollywood. No, he's totally Doc Hollywood, right? He, like he's part of a conglomerate, like big, big healthcare. You know, he's part he takes of it. care of you and then sidelines helping pigs. I mean, maybe, but I think mostly not. He's a like he's he's legit. Yeah, he doesn't. Real, I mean, I've my family. We have a history of high blood pressure. I'm sorry, high cholesterol. And mine is, you know, getting a little up there. But he's like, look, man, you work out, you, you know, you're active, your diet, like, here's how you can improve it. But like, from what you tell me, because he doesn't eat every, every meal with me, he's like, you're, you're doing okay. Just like, this is a yeah. hereditary thing. Just keep it up. But here's what you can do. I don't want to put you on medication until we absolutely have to. I mean, that's just, that's his thing. And I appreciate him for that. But I know there are doctors that are pill pushers. Or they just want to oh, take yeah. the easy way out. And that seems like sounds like the one that you got. Now, there are also... There is medication that actually does help people. Um, you know, Give me an example. High, high blood pressure can help people. Even if you okay. are active and yeah, it just right. doesn't yeah. go down, yeah. that helps That's people. That's fair. That's fair. It feels like your doctor was a little quick on the trigger you know, to lead yeah, with well, that. Yeah, it, well, it was, yeah, it was just know. interesting. Because she Especially kind of with, like, her delivery of the apology, like yeah, or the yeah, apologetic. It, well, and the thing about it is, it you goes know. to the heart of of COVID. Is that if they just said, but that's where I think it's different. If, they, if if Fauci had just come out of COVID and said, "Okay, here's what we know: the people that are dying from COVID are fat, old, or immunocompromised." They did. Those are the people that are dying from. No, well, the thing is, they didn't. They didn't because it was shamed. You can't say that fat people are dying no, because I don't well, think that's, that that's fat shaming. I think what they were he saying, never said that. He never said that. We in fact, knew Bill pretty Maher early went on, on once we started getting the data and seeing who was dying from COVID. Yeah. It was the, the it less was healthy. fat and old people. But that's obvious. The unhealthy people, the older people, always die first because that's what being unhealthy is. You're more susceptible to, like, AIDS doesn't but kill again, you. AIDS makes, but again, you, makes it easier no, for somebody else again, to kill you because it kills you can't your immune do system. It, you can't really do anything about being old, but there's plenty of things you can do about being fat. In a lot of ways, but some people also have medical conditions where they their blood pressure, they have yeah, bad hearts, yeah. all that shit. Less and, less than six percent 
are fat just, because I'm of medical conditions. Less than six percent doesn't matter. It's still seventy-two percent of Americans are obese or overweight right now. I, I understand that, and 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 I guarantee I, you, it's not a bunch of medical problems. It's I, fat people eating processed, eating Cheetos, which has no nutritional value, and no, thinking I, it's food. I know. I yes, I know. That's what it I was is. Just saying that there are still those people. Um, but th- then there's the bad. The bad drugs, like the opioid shit, where there was like gross negligence to the care yeah. of the people, and there's overdiagnosis, and there are, and you know, to the government's credit, FDA and plenty of other organizations, I, I'm sure, you know, doctors are not, you know, they don't get a pay for play. They used to have, there was a lot of payola. That shit, they've cracked down on that quite a bit. It's not perfect. Like, fuck big farm, yeah. but there's also. Fuck, fuck big uh, predatory pharma. That's the bad shit because there's a well, lot and, of medication out there. And the thing is, I don't see a lot of it really not beneficial. predatory. I, I, don't, I don't see a lot of it that's not predatory. And that maybe that's the lens that I'm seeing the world well, in. Well, I, I hate those one commercials. Of my, one of my, and all of them say this, where yeah. it's like, you know, like they, they button their commercials, yeah. their pharma commercials with talk to your doctor about. Like, it feels weird going to a doctor saying... Hey, Doc, can I have that drug I saw on TV that looks like every yeah, other drug yeah. on TV? Well, and the thing yeah. about it is, talk to your doctor about it means that's our guy. That's our salesman. That's our conduit. Well, but that they don't our know that. I could talk doctor. to my doctor about some drug, and they don't know that my doctor would be like, David, mm, let's not do that first. Let's talk about other well, things. Well, your, your doctor's not getting, and you saw Dope Sick, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, your doctor's not getting trips to sandals. Um, and, uh, you know, he early or, or, or is ethical enough that he doesn't accept them, but that's, that's not the world we live in. So, uh, yeah. Dude, man, I, look, I was, I was editor in chief of Chicago health magazine when we wrote a story early on, like before the big break, I mean, it was right about the time. I'm not going to say we broke the story on the opioid epidemic, but yeah. we were one of the first news organizations and we were, we're tiny. We were tiny, still is tiny, but like, I'm like, I know what's been going, I've, I, and I had a lot yeah. of friends in college that, you know, during the early mid two thousands, that were pharma reps selling that opioid shit, and they were making millions of dollars oh, at yeah. age twenty two because oh, yeah. they had a great set of tits, or a great golf swing, or whatever kind of yeah, know, whatever kind sales of uh, networking. But sure. I don't think that all pharmaceuticals are bad. I don't think that all doctors are bad. I think that a shit no, I don't either of this pharmaceutical business can be predatory. And there are some really bad doctors out there. And now, Warsack of the News. Bad week for pop star uh, Adam Levine. Uh, <laughs> Adam Levine denies having an affair, but admits he crossed the line. And then a bunch of his texts that he had with this woman came out, and he's just oh like no, a, no, like no a it's a horny just teenager. With- it's it's not text with one woman, it's text with multiple women, and it's just basically the most ham-fisted, stupid, like, 13-year-old kid kind of flirting I've ever seen. And, and that's he just cool. looks like What's a wrong fucking, with that? He, there's wrong nothing with that? wrong with him yeah. flirting, it's just that he's not good at it. I mean, this is a, you know, and, and so I, you know, I don't have a problem be, at it. Because he's been Adam Levine for a very long time. And yeah, I know, but if you've got that many ta- guy. if if you've got that many tattoos, you better get your game, get some game, have a better, have a better. Line. I know, dude, because he's of he's probably the part of that you know uh, social media slut group that Kid Rock doesn't like so much. Like Adam, all Levine right, that's fair, that's is a fair. 
pretty boy. Yeah. He's got bad boy tattoos. Yeah. He writes songs about Jane. That was sure. their big hit in 2005. Their big album. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't um, care. You know, he sounds like uh, one of the BG brothers on Heroin and Helium. So See, I don't, see, I yeah. don't care. I, it's like he's just a bad flirter and, uh, and he got, you know, and he got trolled for it. Whatever. I just love that people are going fucking batshit for it. Like, they just love this Yeah, this people shit. go batshit over the stupidest stuff nowadays. Uh, how about people going back shit for the uh, 200 beached whales in Tasmania? I did not read this. Have you heard about this? this? Have you heard about me. this one? This is a thing. Yeah, that's I have so, not. Uh, I have not. Uh, that's my Jay Leno doing. Have you heard? Have you heard about, oh, right. okay. I thought it was your Walter Winchell, but really bad. Okay. Sure. Well, I mean, probably both. Um, so about 230 whales uh, have been stranded on Tasmania's west coast, which is just like two weeks after 14 sperm whales were found on a beach off the southeastern seacoast. So whales are trying to get their land legs? What the fuck is going on? Does anybody know why they're doing this? Um, <coughs> so they're, let's see. Um, it's <coughs> it's unusual for sperm whales to be even sighted in Tasmania. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. You know, it's funny. There was a episode of Spidey and His Amazing Friends, a new episode on Spidey and His Amazing Friends. If you've got a four-year-old, you're familiar with this show, where the kids are at the beach. You got Peter, Gwen Stacy, and Miles Morales. Those are the three spider kids, Spideys. And they're at the beach having a good time. And crabs just start crawling up on the beach. They won't go back in the water. They refuse to go back in the water. And the precocious kids that the Spidey team is, they're like, well, something must be going on. It's Spidey time. So they get their shit on and they go beneath the ocean and they find that Dr. Octopus is firing off this sonic thing to like make all the fish, whatever, like leave the ocean or something. It's fucking pointless because it's a stupid kid show. Um, But apparently you watch it and know it well enough that you can... Let me tell you something. Detail. It's better to watch fucking Spider and His Amazing Friends than it is whatever the fucking Russian kids playing with toys on YouTube that the kid stumbles upon. Holy fucking Christ. All right. Um, All right. But I don't know. Maybe there's like something. Ha- maybe this is a, you know, an Al Gore moment, an inconvenient truth that the whales are like, get me the fuck out well, of here. Well, <laughs> all I'm looking forward for is when, uh, was, is when James, Admiral... James T. Kirk and, uh, oh. and the newly reunited Spock uh, come to Earth <laughs> and use and use the colorful language and save the whale. Yeah, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. So here's an age thing. When I think of Star Trek, the movies, like the Star Trek yeah. TV show, like I, Star Trek, I go to the TV show because I watched that in reruns when I was sure, a kid. Sure, sure, yeah. But the movies. I think of I think of number four with the fucking whales. Yeah. And the invisible yeah, Klingon ship in the park. Yep. Yep. Because I think that was the first one that I was aware of was like coming out. Because that was what, like 1985? There might be 85, 85, 86. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a kid. You know, and oh, eventually God, I saw it. Like movie. I know all about Khan and, you know, Spock dying and the shooting him out and the coffin yeah 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 Uh, anyway i just when you said that i'm like oh like that that movie sucks but it's i love that movie i think it's that is the most so fucking fucking fun oh it's so on the nose fucking oh yeah totally on the nose but still good shut the fuck up that's it's worse than she hulk is as a feminist anthem no because they actually make valid points 
I'm sorry, Jennifer Walter saying that she points. has no. She doesn't she make valid points. points. They make okay, it in bad here's, ways. No, here's no. Oh, I've been catcalled, so I have more anger than fucking Bruce Banner. Fuck you, boohoo. Well, to be you got totally catcalled. Grow up. Wait a minute, Don. To be totally fair, what is Bruce Banner so pissed about? I don't know. Our next headline. But he's always angry, as you're quick to point out. It's a great thing when you're always angry. But if you ask me why I'm always angry, I'll give you the reasons. But we don't know what Bruce's reasons are. Yeah, well, maybe his reasons are, are a lot more than being catcalled and mansplained. So grow up. And maybe they're not. And she has Girl a reason a fucking to be mad spine. about that. She does no, she doesn't have it. She, she does. has no reason God. to be mad. This, she has mad a reason this. to be annoyed by it. But annoyance okay, and anger Whatever. are not the same thing. But and if you point, conflate the two, you're an idiot. Her point would make more sense in that show when she makes that that strong statement. The I've and every woman around the fucking world, I guarantee you that was watching this, isn't an idiot or that, sorry, that is an idiot. <laughs> went yes, sister, me too. Yes, I love this show. It's so good, such good writing. I feel seen. The problem Fuck with off. that scene with with that writing is that it was shit. Show us her getting catcalled. Show us her being abused by or bothered by men on the street show us how she gets I'm shit sorry. out of work she that is, is inflating harm where there is none and i'm not going to buy it for a second make no her matter a victim how you, then then make her a yeah. victim give us yeah, a reason cuz being catcalled and mansplained is not victimizing to, grow up but i think it comes down to the way that they delivered what she's angry about all right because number 3 I'm just, the shit that you and I are angry about a lot of times is really fucking petty and personal to well, us. Well, yeah, it's it's petty, but that that's the thing. There's a difference between annoying and enraging. And if you conflate maybe, the two, but Don, you're a fucking you and child. I both likened ourselves to the Hulk. And our yes. Hulk rages were a lot of times, let's be honest, over we're, some really we're dumb, petty shit. Oh, no, I, no, I agree with that. I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying I'm old enough to know what bullshit smells like. All right. Well, here's a stinky pile of it then. As schools book bans, ga- Jesus, yeah, that's very a bad Dr. headline. Seuss. As school book bans, thank you. As school book bans, what the fuck? <laughs> Didn't you used to be a journalist? What, what is iambic pentameter? Well, fucking no. Yeah. As school blah, blah, blah. book bans gain traction in the U.S., Barrington, Illinois, rejects bid. To remove two LGBTQ books, Northwest suburb uh, suburban school board narrowly voted on uh, last Tuesday to keep the books. Uh, this is specifically they're talking about this book is gay by Juno Dawson and yep. Flamer by Mike Carrado. And and again, I said this the last time you brought up bullpen. None of this matters because kids don't fucking read. They don't fucking read. So <laughs> no, right, who cares? <laughs> They don't fucking read, so ban all the books you want because they're not going to read them anyway. It's a pointless exercise. My thing is this, though. Like, way to go, Barrington. Because, yeah, don't ban books. You know, frankly, don't ban Mein Kampf. I've been scared to buy this don't book buy any, since yeah, I've learned about it. Don't ban any book. Because I want to read it. I want... You've never read Mein Kampf? I'm afraid to do it. Where am I going to get it? You can get it at the library. So I go to the library. 
And then I checked out Mein like, Kampf. You think that's not going to yeah. get my ass on a fucking FBI most wanted list or something? Or Who some gives kind of a watch shit? List? Who cares if you're on a watch list if you don't do anything? It's not like... Keep it button. done. If, Maybe, if you get Mein Kampf and then like uh, books on bombs and books on white supremacy, and if you get a whole bunch of books, yeah, then they're going to come and talk to you. You just get Mein Kampf. I mean, you can actually go online and get a PDF version of Mein Kampf. Yeah, but that one's probably got like a foot footnotes or you know a preamble by a uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and I don't want any of that shit. No, you, well, you don't have to read the preamble; you just read the book. Well, then I haven't read a cover to cover, then have I? I'm just worried. You know, it's kind of like why I don't do cocaine. Like, if I did cocaine, if I just tried it, I'm pretty sure I'd be dead in in a week. I would have written oh, three I of the greatest some, American novels. So I, I thought but you were going. If I read my if comp, I took like, cocaine, say, I would be become the fear. Okay. No, no, I thought you were going to say if I did cocaine, I I'd, I'd, I'd want to kill the Jews. That's you know, and that's I think that's well, an I was extreme reaction to, that to cocaine. Joke, but yeah, I'm just I was from Mein Kampf. Eh, whatever. Anyway, all right. Um, yeah, go Barrington, but also like ban all the books because that's going to get kids to read them more. Like, oh, what's this thing I'm not no, supposed to read? No, they're not going to read. They're not, that that doesn't work. That reverse psychology doesn't even work on these TikTok infused morons. All right, kid, just. I know. Your name is Kid Rock, and you don't give a fuck. No, it's not. It. It's not Kid Rock. All right, dog. Here's another one. Do you remember uh, Do you remember back when, what was it, 2020? Um, I actually do. Okay, good. I have, I have interesting things that happened in 2020 that I didn't know about until two and a half years later. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, 2020 is a, a very interesting year for me. So here's one about a white woman that annoyed you. Um, Amy Cooper, the white woman who received widespread backlash in 2020 for calling the police on a yep. black man birdwatching in, in Central Park, she lost her lawsuit against the employee, the employer that fired her. Yeah, I know. Following the incident, I think the whole thing is the it's it, it's it is the it is the it, it's like one of the biggest miscarriages of any kind of online justice I've ever seen. Because if you know the case, if you read the case, I have read all that shit. I have dug into it. Basically, she she was she was accosted by a dude in the in a in a in a a random part of the park where there was nobody around, and the guy basically because he didn't like that she had her dog in his bird watching area, he carried dog treats and tried to entice her dog to come with him. Okay, tell me that's not fucking creepy and aggressive, and so she called the cops. Okay. I think she was I I think she was wrongly pilloried in every fucking way. That's I really think that's one of the and I think Christian Cooper is the biggest piece of shit alive. All right, so let's shift to the let's pretend a, in a world. This is now a, a new this is the multiverse and here's a new okay. version of it where okay. there was just a black guy watching birds and she called the cops and I'm total like the most racist. That's not what happened, dude. Multiverse. Okay. This is a what if situation. Okay. Okay. She was one hundred percent wrong, and she was a fucking yeah dumb, racist piece of shit. The sure. worst kind of white bitch who goes to brunch and yeah. talks about Queen Beyonce and all that. Where's Birkenstocks yeah, yeah. and all that other bullshit? All right. Should she have been fired from her job? And but what do you think about that? Like that she was figure out like no you should have been fired you were not wrongfully fired that was a, a rightful thing for them to do 
No, no. I, I, I'm sorry. That has nothing to do I with the job. I kind of almost agree with that, too. Like, yeah, yeah it has you're nothing an asshole, to do with the job. But, like, yeah. it's almost if you better didn't do to do like, it at work. If you think that, if you think that you're, you've got an employee, like, oh shit, our employee happens to be a fucking racist. Again, multiverse. This is the version we're in. I would say make their lives hell. Make them fucking quit, you know, so you don't have to fucking yeah. pay them. Well, I don't <laughs> even think you should do that. And all did that she, other shit. Did she do a racist thing at work? Did she do it at exactly. work? Exactly. Right. No. If she didn't do it at work, it has nothing to do with work. Being a except fucking for the dickhead. Fact, except for the fact, the fact that if you're working there, um, this is what the this is what the virtue signalers do. This is what the trolls do. They go after your work, and they're well, gonna they're gonna shut also, your work down if the work doesn't do what they want. It's a it's a the, real demand oriented bunch of shit. Forget the virtue signalers. Like you go into work and people, it's just a news story. Just a regular yeah. old news story. Let's put it back in 1994. There's no internet yet for the masses. Somebody reads it in the paper. You go into work, and they're like, oh, you're the racist motherfucker. They're going to make her life hell. She's going to end up quitting and not wanting to leave her house because... Yeah. David, David, that's in a 2003, punishment. in 2003, the Sun-Times uh, accused me of forging a license for my theater that I paid $385 for, and everybody believed that I forged a license how I would do that, I don't know. Why I would do that, I don't know. And in court, they admitted that I hadn't forged the license, but they didn't publicize that in the Sun-Times. Well, the Sun-Times kind of sucks. Well, yeah, okay. All right. Um, oh, God, I love this story. I love this story so much, but not as much as I love our last story. House January 6th committee comes to agreement to interview Ginny Thomas, the blushing, beautiful, God, she is a, just a hot human if humans were frogs, wife of Justice Clarence Thomas. See, the thing that makes me sad about that is we know, we know. We know. That, that COVID killed fat old people. Why didn't she die? Money. Same reason that Magic That's Johnson it. didn't die from AIDS in the early 90s. Money. There you go. Because, boy, talk about a piece of shit. I don't think they're going to have much on her. I, don't, I mean, they've got all the texts. Yeah. Um, nothing she did. have all the texts. Nothing. nothing I mean, it, the thing about it is nothing she did was against the law. Because, no. yes, she is the wife of a Supreme Court justice, but she's not a Supreme Court justice. Was she is not. Perhaps. Yes. Was, was she illegal? a dickhead? No. Yeah. I like that they're going to at yeah, least right. expose. Yeah, expose her as a dickhead. That'd be all right with me. But I don't think she cares. You know, like these people. No, like, she didn't give a they shit. They're Kid Rock. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. All right, and finally, <laughs> this, is, this is a story that finally got me to go to OnlyFans. Oh shit. I saw fucking nothing there because it's all locked as it should be. Why? Why should I be perving if I'm not paying? Okay. You got to pay. You got to pay. Uh, a teacher who joined OnlyFans to support her family was fired. Hang on. So, uh, a man in the community emailed the teacher's employer right before she was fired. The same man also posted photos of her from her OnlyFans account to his blog. Oh, Jesus. Which makes me think that this guy got through the paywall. Yeah, he paid. I don't know if he knew she was a teacher and was like, hey, that's a hot teacher. Let me just see if she has an OnlyFans page or let's check out her Instagram because there was, 
because I so I checked it out because I'm like, all right, who is this teacher? Because is she fucking up? Well, let's fucking yeah, see. Maybe I'll pay. Maybe um, I'll pay. She didn't have a job. She's I, she, whatever. Like everybody has their thing. She's yeah, I get it. But she took the job, and apparently she like was open about having this thing like in the teachers' lounge. Um, you know, because she wasn't making enough money to for, like you got to get a side gig. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. Here's the problem. And it's better Uber. It's better Uber to masturbate on camera. What's, I guarantee you. It's better than Uber. It's safer. Yeah, you yeah. have more control. You have agency over your shit. Why the? Why would they fire her? And you get off. Yeah, I don't know. Not a cool thing to do. I get it because sex, children. <laughs> but like this fucking guy that posted, I parent. I think he, it sounds like he was probably a parent. Oh yeah, dude, dude. Back in the nineties, I almost got fired. I almost got, I almost got fired from uh, my teaching job in Chicago when I, as an actor, was hired by the Morton Downey Jr. Show to do. uh, You know, I got two hundred fifty bucks, and it was, uh, it was a bathing suit contest, and uh, I would. It was chunks versus hunks, and I. I oh, wore them. They, they came in, they came in and they said, who wants to wear this red speedo? And by the time, you know, it was like all the fatties and skinny kids and all that stuff. We're all in one green room and all the like Adonis's and fake yeah. tits. They were in the other one. So we weren't allowed to mix until we got on stage and the PA comes in and he says, uh, okay, Morton wants somebody to wear this red speedo. Well, everybody in the room points at me. Because I'd already okay. established that I was, all right, so I said, fine, give it to me. So I was like, I'll wear it. Well, then she comes in about 10 minutes later, and she says, she's got a red G-string. Okay. And nobody wants to wear it. And she's like, somebody has to wear it. I said, just give it to me. She goes, you're wearing the, yeah. you're wearing the, the, the Speedo. I said, I got an idea. So what I did was I wore the, the G-string and then put the Speedo over it. And when I came out to the audience, they introduced yep. me. I turned around and jerked my pants off. So you have butt cheeks. Well, I'm on the show. At the end of the day, because I was funny, I won the contest. The audience voted. But then the next day, I had 75 parents try to get me fired because their kids were watching the Morton Downey Jr. show. And my reaction to that when I got called in to the superintendent's office downtown was, why isn't anybody talking to these parents about their kids watching the Morton Downey fucking Jr. There show? There you go. I didn't get fired, but I got a red slip. Oh, well... Yeah, that's the thing. It's leave these fucking leave these leave the sex workers alone. It, another thing that it made me think about this that drives me fucking insane is, you know, and it, it doesn't come up as often as it did four or five, twenty seven years ago. Donald Trump and Stormy Daniels. Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump cheated on his wife with a woman who happens to make a living as a porn star, and then he had his lawyer. Pay her to not tell people. There you go. The only thing shitty about that is that he cheated on his wife and then paid the woman hush money to, like, you know, shut the whole thing down. Yeah. That's, that's just shittiness. Whenever the media talks about it, even the liberal media that loves their sex workers. Yeah, yeah. And all their don't. badass bitches out there. They don't. They always say... A porn star, as if it's a, as if that makes it worse. As if that's a, yeah. Sh- t- paying a woman to keep her mouth shut that you had an affair is one thing, but paying a porn star is worth. Fuck you. Can I ask Stop. a question about your about your teacher with the OnlyFans? Yeah. Was she please. married? 
Was she married? A uh, good question. I'm not sure. Um, so my question is: Number one, was she married? And number two, no, did single her husband... mother, single mother okay. twins. Oh, did, did her kids know she had an OnlyFans? Did her parents? I don't know. I don't know. If she was telling everybody like openly in the the teachers' lounge, it didn't sound like she was ashamed of it. Oh no, she wasn't ashamed of it. Yeah. Okay. So. They shouldn't fire her. I don't think they should fire her. No, Although anybody, any parent, any parent who has a kid that is one of her students that are, you know, that have gotten through the paywall to see their teacher naked. I mean, that's summer of 42. Right. That's fucking Mike. That's class. That's, that's my favorite teacher. That's every fantasy of the eighties. That's great. Exactly. <laughs> Here we go. My first thing to do this week. Jesus Christ, somebody please uh, watch the Kid Rock Never Quit official video. And then tell me, what is the point that the Kid Rock is trying to make in this song as well as the video? I think they're two separate things. Are they two separate things? I don't... And, so, and why is he trying to make that point this way? Just, I... What? My first thing... I don't know. My first thing is a read. My first thing is a read. It's in Newsweek. It is an article called Antidepressants Work Better Than Sugar Pills Only 15% of the Time. Than Shitter Pills? Huh? Sugar pills. Sh- oh, sugar. I said sugar pills. <laughs> I said sugar pills. pills. Basically, um, like all the, the antidepressants... America is so depressed is because none of us can crap. Because well, they're shitter pills. No, no, no. Basically, the article uh, points out there's a, a number of studies that have de- basically determined that uh, antidepressants are a huge market right now. I mean, there are more antidepressants yeah. prescribed than almost anything. And only 15% of the time are they even effective yeah like 85 percent of the time they're basically just placebo but you're paying big bucks for them yeah kind of points out that's my first thing it's a good read my second thing uh is also a read this is in politico in the political magazine most republicans support declaring the united states a christian nation (laughs) Uh, it's um not surprisingly, and if it is surprising, fucking wake up. Uh, <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene, of course, declared, "Quote: We need to be the party of nationalism, and I'm a Christian, and I say it proudly. We should be Christian nationalists." Well, that's the saddest thing I ever heard in my life. <sighs> my second thing is a listen. Um, do you ever listen to uh, Katie Herzog and Jesse Single in the Blocked and Reported podcast? No. It's very funny. Basically, they they report on sort of rabbit holes of bullshit that you find on the internet, like <laughs> beefs and all that stuff. And, and it's really quite funny. Um, I wanted to point out episodes 131 and 132 of Blocked and Reported. It's all about... And this is deep dive. Jesse Single goes into serious 
And that's what I love about it is he goes into serious investigative journalism about complete bullshit. Um, it's all about a trans woman named Keffels, or nicknamed Keffels, death threats internationally, a teenage troll codenamed Teddy, and the deep platforming of Kiwi Farms, one of the most pernicious doxing dark websites in existence. It okay. is... It is very complicated. It's hysterical, um, and it's worth it's worth the three and a half hours of listen because it just gets weirder and stranger, and uh, it's very funny. Blocked and reported episodes one thirty one and one thirty two. Well, if you're into giving your time to watching something for many many hours on end, here's seven and a half and change hours of um, a real pick me up. Something that's great for the end of the day. Pour yourself a nice glass of whiskey, have a cold beer, smoke some dope, take some mushrooms, have a great time, whatever. Uh, the U.S. and the Holocaust, a new Ken Burns film that is on PBS. It's a three-parter, three right? Three-parter? It's a three-parter. Um, yeah. We're dicks. We're just such dicks. I, here's what's, what's weird about it for me. I'm just starting the third episode. Now... I, you know, as a Jewish kid, I grew up with, like, the Holocaust was introduced to me in a very intense way, I think, for a seven-year-old, when I was, in, or six or whatever the fuck, in first yeah. grade. Like, the idea of seeing bodies piled up and all, you know, all the horrible, horrible, horrible pictures. So, like, I was kind of over the Holocaust. Not to belittle it, because, like, never again, horrible, horrible fucking yeah, shit, yeah, you know, but, whatever. But it, yeah. Um, but like watching this now, I'm seeing and hearing new things and just hearing it. And it's also yeah. been a while since I've been invested in the Jewish It's very experience. upsetting. It's very upsetting. It's yeah. obviously very upsetting. But there's things like, oh, fuck, I forgot like how fucked up and how long the, the game was that the Nazis yeah. were playing. And then how quickly shit changed and got really fucking bad but all the signs were there which is and I think I'm reacting to it differently because again it's been a while since I've like been in yeah, it yeah um, but also like when we look at today and all the accusations of Nazis and the right wing nationalists and all this the isol isolationism and all that like, it's it's a little scary and it's but, you know, terrifying of course it's it's Ken Burns and Ken Burns I mean fuck this guy talk about talent he knows like, he shit make, he can make goddamn baseball interesting. He could make he could right? make country exactly music right. interesting. Um, yeah, yeah no, I, that, I recommend thing it that too. Struck me was funny, and a, the buddy, you know, when I was in Europe, uh, I was in Munich, you know, for for work a couple uh, months back, and one of the guys that I was with in Munich, uh, my work buddies, he sent me a screenshot. He's like, "Been watching the Holocaust." Um. You know, on PBS, whatever. And uh, seeing some familiar places. And he sends me a screenshot oh. of this, the hotel that we stayed in. So the hotel that we stayed... Because, again, you know, I think I talked about this when I sent him yeah. my thing. Munich was basically the birthplace of the Nazi party. That's where things yeah. really got going. Um, and the hotel that we stayed in has been around for, like... 500, 600 years, some shit, like before Yeah, you stayed, Columbus, in, you stayed in a Nazi room. Yeah. You stayed in a Nazi room, yeah. And, you know, refurbished, and it's all been, you know, built upon, but like... Yeah, So Nazi even room. in, you know, 
it was only 70 something years ago or 80 years ago, whatever it's been. But there's this particular B-roll that Ken Burns has in the film is there's our hotel and there's a Nazi flag hanging right up. And it's just fucking wild. Like that. This is why people should travel because like you get to be a part of you can touch history and realize that shit happened here. Yeah, and it shit happened here. Makes a difference, and the third episode is titled. Well, I don't remember exactly what the title is, but like they break it up by years. You know, it's, so it's titled Himmel stayed in a Nazi yeah. room. Nineteen forty-two. And no end date because the idea of that, which is kind of a foreboding, yeah, subtitle because the Holocaust, nineteen forty-two to, well, it ended in nineteen forty-five. Oh, yeah, it's fuck. You know, and of course, it's Ken Burns. It's again. A great thing to wind down and fall asleep to at the end. Yeah, of the there day. you go. Yeah, well, my my third thing is a read. It is in the Atlantic, um, using history as something that's a little more uh, optimistic, hopeful. Um, what is more optimistic 11, than the than the, the than the Holocaust? The no, this Anne is Frank a piece. Had. Jesus. Yeah, this is a piece called Eleven Ancient Solutions." For modern malaise, and they have taken philosophers oh, yeah. from ancient Greek, and I liked it. Like lesson one, I will look upon death or upon a comedy with the same expression of countenance. Lesson three is I will despise riches when I have them as much as when I have them not. If they be elsewhere, I will not be more gloomy. If they sparkle around me, I will not be more lively than I should otherwise be. Whether fortune comes or goes, I will take no notice of her. And lesson number eight, (laughs) I will do nothing because of public opinion, but everything because of conscience. Whenever I do anything alone by myself, I will believe that the eyes of the Roman people are upon me while I do it. And today... Today, I was helping my mom, uh, uh, I, I garden weaseled for the first time, uh, which is <laughs> just like, it's just like tilling, tilling the soil yeah. with like a plastic fucking thing. I garden weaseled my mom's back backyard and the whole her time back? I thought about <laughs> her backyard, her backyard. Um, and, uh, the whole time I believed that the, the eyes of the Roman people were, were upon me and it made me feel better. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, I want to leave you with one thing, Don. Uh, this is, you know, apologies, dear listener. This is not for the, this is for the viewing audience. Oh my God, do we have a YouTube channel? Are we broadcasting this? Can you see us? No, we don't. But no, Don and I are both wearing red shirts. And for those of you yes, who are we Star are. Wars fans or Star Trek fans, rather, I guess we're both going to die tonight. You can listen to the Literate Apecast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.